from the Caribbean island of Puerto Rico, it's the Beyond Stuff Podcast, your new space for pop culture discussions, movie reviews, and so much more. Here's your host, Brian Chevrolet. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. <clears throat> Hopefully, everyone had a wonderful week. Uh, I'm just overjoyed that Spike's family started two weeks ago, and I don't think I had the chance to say how much I'm loving it. I mean, a lot of new anime started like two uh, two weeks ago, and there's a lot of them. But uh, uh, I'm waiting to be back with Natalia and talk about them in more details very soon. But regardless, please do make yourself a favor and watch Spy X Family on Crunchyroll. And trust me, you will not regret it. And if you do, well, I'll have a word with you if you do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know who hasn't had a wonderful week? Uh, Netflix, yeah. Uh, this, week, uh, this week we learned that Netflix has lost a significant amount of subscribers and they're expecting to lose about 2 million more by the summer, which is uh, not so good for them. A lot of factors are being thrown as the reason why this is happening, but in my opinion, it's conditioned to the catalog and the strategy that Netflix has implemented throughout this run. I think I may be in the minority here, but I am not really a big fan of the binging release format. Sure, watching a few shows like that can be fun. I think, to me, uh, the old shows benefit from binging. But I've been on record on saying that this uh, practice ultimately hurts the platform. And uh, we're definitely seeing that now. Part of the success of a show, to me, is the longevity within the conversation in the community. And we've seen it with Game of Thrones, we've seen it with Breaking Bad, and the MCU shows recently. I mean, everyone's talking about Moon Knight, everyone talked about Loki, everyone talked about WandaVision, you name it. And hell, Arcane, one of Netflix's biggest animated projects, only gained that following thanks to the weekly format. It's no secret that by having a this weekly format forces the audience to stick around at least until those programs wraps up. So that's one solution they should look into moving forward. They also mentioned the possibility of making a cheaper as-supported tier. And I think the as-supported tier is also a great option. I, I honestly don't mind ads, so that's one way for me to go back into Netflix. But we'll have to see what happens Uh, when it comes to the solutions that Netflix uh, will be implementing in the next few weeks or months uh, in order to gain back the trust of their lost audience. And I think they'll have to be working that a lot very soon. Moving on, Natalie Holt, composer for the Loki series, has been tapped to compose the new Obi-Wan series for Disney+. Plus, and that sounds great. As someone who wasn't a fan of the Loki character and was surprised of how great the show was. One of the highlights to me was the scoring of it. I, I love the score of the Loki series, so I'm thrilled to hear what uh, thrilled to hear that Natalie has been brought into uh, this show and the Obi Wan show, and I cannot wait to see what Natalie brings into the Star Wars world and to see how she works uh, blending in her style with the already iconic sound of Star Wars considering as well that uh, John Williams is coming back to compose a theme for Obi-Wan in this show, which we'll, we will not have to be waiting for uh, for too long. It'll be coming next month. Very thrilled for that. 
And now, a little bit of disappointing news. Uh, I was a little sad when I saw the notification on my phone. Uh, Sony decided to delay the next Spider-Verse uh, film from October 2022 to June 2023. Uh, I I do not like this news, but regardless if this means... Uh, 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 this is good for the, uh, if this is good for the story and if this is good uh, in, all, in order to service uh, uh, the whole movie itself uh, for a better experience uh, for the audience then I think I will not have to complain about it uh, the best thing is having a good movie and as long as we get a good movie out of Spider-Verse because to me Spider-Verse uh, is the best Spider-Man movie ever told in cinemas. A little bit better than Spider-Man 2 uh, from, you know, without cock. But we'll have to see. Uh, they've, uh, they've delayed it, and we'll have to wait a little longer. We'll have to hold on to that excitement then. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is coming up in the next two weeks, has been banned in Saudi Arabia and Egypt over the inclusion of openly gay character America Chavez. Listen, Disney isn't exactly the best ally of the LGBTQ community, so I cannot give them too much credit on this part, but good for them to stick it up uh, their guns and not budging to the beliefs of those countries. I'm, and I get it, we have to uh, we have to respect their uh, beliefs and all that, but gay people exist and gay people have rights. And I don't care what uh, any, any other foreign country say, they have the right to enjoy uh, a film, and they have the right to be represented in said film. So, yeah, uh, good on Disney on doing that. If only they did better on their own land, though. But, you know, baby steps, I guess. Baby steps. And two new trailers this week. Uh, we got a new look at Pixar's Lightyear. Not a fan of the lack of David Bowie in this trailer. I think that's one of the biggest highlights to me on the last two trailers that we saw for Lightyear is the usage of Starman from David Bowie because I'm a sucker for David Bowie. I love his music. So seeing it being used in, uh, in mediums uh, is always exciting, but a little, a little disappointed at the lack of Bowie on this new one. Regardless, it does give us a little more insight of what the movie's about. So knowing a little more of it raises my excitement uh, for just a bit. Uh, Chris Evans sounds great as Buzz Lightyear, but I do miss Tim Allen's voice. And I'm just happy this this wasn't thrown to this in the plus like uh, Turning Red. I think Turning Red would have been fantastic in the movie theaters. And I think this one is going to be fantastic in the movie theaters. Pixar is a well-respected studio and deserves all the shine a theatrical release gives it. So uh, very happy for the Lightyear team. Very happy for the studio that they'll be back in theaters with uh, Lightyear. Cannot wait to see it. The other trailer is the MCU's next film after uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And that's Thor Love and Thunder. We had a look at the adventure that awaits us. And good God, it looks really good. Uh, the usage of Stu's Child of Mine was perfect. And man... Uh, I have to say, I have to admit it, I'm uh, uh, Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman, good God. They're looking 10 times harder. I mean, Natalie Portman and her guns, Jesus Christ. And Valkyrie in, in that suit, I'm sold. I, I'm very much sold on that. So cannot wait to see what this movie looks, uh, how the, this movie works. And very happy that Taika Waititi 
is back on the director's chair and uh you know it's exciting to see uh, any new Taika Waititi prior whether he's uh involved as the director or as a producer or as a writer we've seen uh, uh Jojo Rabbit and he's produced the shows uh what we do with the shadows and of course there's a new, a new Netflix show that he produced as well he's not the creator per se but he was very much involved I mean his whole team they were fantastic but you know Anything that he touches is gold. Uh, so far, there has been nothing with Taika Waititi that I haven't enjoyed. So I cannot wait to see what he does in Thor, Love and Thunder. Hopefully, we'll get to see a good look at Gore in the next trailer. But regardless, that's what we got. And that's about wraps it up for the Beyond Stop podcast. I'd like to thank you for joining me on this episode. And if you have any opinions on any of the news that we talked about in this episode, let me know in the Beyond Stuff uh, social medias at Beyond Stuff PR and I'll be seeing you guys next time.